dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. I am doing well. Sunny day. What? What else we got? It's beautiful out there, if you can get out. I plan to get out later, at least just to walk around. I just, you know, I just want to get in some fresh air. You got to make sure to do that, even if you're quarantined or something like that. At least, like, go in the backyard or something, or go downstairs, or, you know, just, even if you just sit on the porch or something like that, it's it's good for you. The sun's good for you. It'll help with that COVID. So, before we get into it today, well... I'll get into it. We're going to talk about stats today, but I'll talk about that after this. All right, before we get into the meat of it, I do have a voicemail from John, big old John Allen Large from the Red Dice Diaries. Go ahead, John. Hey, Glenn, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your food glorious food episode. And yeah, I think food's often an untapped source of plots and adventures in RPGs. And I mean, think of the value that people place on food. I mean, like cheese, for instance, some of those like massive wheels of Parmesan cheese that have been aged for so long. They're like stored in bank vaults in Italy because they're considered so valuable. And there's the records of Samuel Pepys in the the face of the Great Fire of London burying his cheese and his wine in sort of like a hidden cachet, planning to go back to it because it was so valuable to him. So I think there's some great potential there. Very much enjoyed the episode, dude. Keep up the good work, stay safe, and I'll catch you soon. Thank you, John. I appreciate it, Mr. Sir. Uh, yes, I know for some reason beer and cheese are the two things that are most preoccupied with people, it seems like. Beer, because, you know, anyway. And, you know, the cheese thing, it is, found, it is, it is very, very prominent in history. But if you're doing a fantasy campaign and you throw magic into that mix, oh, boy. You know, magical food, magical che- magical cheese. I like that. I'd love to hit, you know, so like, uh, I have a cursed wheel of cheese. You eat it, you turn it into a rat or something like that. Just, you know, right off the top of my tail. And from you are, don't forget, Wensleydale. Anyway, thank you, John. I appreciate it. That is great. All right. I want to talk about the six stats, or rather, stats in general. Because to me, that's where the character starts is their basic stats. Now, some games don't have stats. They just have things like modifiers and things like that, which is okay. I mean, you know, the less the better sometimes. I've seen stats with six. I've seen stats up to 21 stats. They get really ridiculous. I mean, Hero was like, was it uh, something like uh, 12, 14 stats? I don't remember. But I sometimes, but it was really well laid out. And it was really straightforward. I can understand it. If you if your stats see, this is what I don't get about. This is why I don't get the Palladium series of games, because be it seems like they're just too hung up with abbreviations. It's fine if you know what the abbreviations are. Now, Hero Champions also has abbreviations for their stats. But they're pretty straightforward, and they're only like maybe two letters. 
played him uses three levelers, and I can reme- never remember which ones are which, which is why I didn't play hardly any of them. In fact, I, the only the only Palladium game I got right now is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I hang on to that for the nostalgia factor and the fact that it's got some really good store, source stuff. Palladium has really good source stuff. But, you know, those stats, I don't know. I just, that's one of the reasons why I don't like playing Palladium games. But you can have as little as one stat. There's there's a, there's a game out there called Ninky Dungeons that has, I believe, one stat. And Twerps has two stats, physical, mental. That's all you need. And it works because to me, that's what it branches on. And if you're doing statless, like just having, oh, what is it, fate? I think just has like descriptors and pluses and minuses on that. Uh, Even that's kind of important. Right now, I'm concentrating on Savage Worlds, which has five stats. And I thought, well, that's that's the perfect storm right there for me. That's that's pretty good. Because five stats and there's three... De- you also got to think about derived stats because some games have derived stats like Hero does. You've got all the stats because half the stats in the Hero stats and Hero's uh, champion stats, and I'm talking about like first to fourth fourth edition. I'm First to fifth, I should say. I never did dealt with sixth. But you have half their stats are derived from the stats above it. Which makes to me makes sense to me. It really does. But Savage Worlds is agility, smart, spirit, strength, vigor. That seems to cover it right there. And pace, parry, and toughness are derived from a certain certain of those stats. And that to me is enough. That to me, in fact, it makes making pre gems really easy. And skills are based on. On those stats, edges enhance skills, which enhance stat, which and sometimes enhance that. You got powers and or edges, hindrances, you know, things like that. But also the fact that that Savage Worlds deals with um, deals with type of dice rather than the amount of, amount of dice is makes all the difference in the world to me. One thing I like about set, well, this is a side note, but one thing I like about Savage Worlds is I only have to carry one set of dice. I don't have to have multiples of everything. And so then I could just take my one dice, little dice thing. I may need maybe a couple of more D6s, but I can always roll them several times. So, yeah, five stats, and they go from D4 to D12. That That's good to me. Okay, and regular... And everybody's used to the six stats in D&D. And they go from 3 to 18, normally. I'm talking about OSR games, normally. But the stats, to me, should always mean something. Everything on your sheet should mean something. Stats, saves, whatever. Because it, it just... it Okay, rant time. It irks me that where you have a game with a difficulty class, like, or a save difficulty class. Okay, roll your whatever against DC 10, okay, or 12. It, that irks me, unless it's built into the system and that's the way it works. I If I see a correlation between the stat and what you're trying to do, I can understand. But things like putting arbitrary DCs on things, I'd rather just put pluses and minuses on their rolls because 
I like what I'm playing fifth edition. Do a strength roll, do a strength save, and then once again, you stats of saves. That's a whole nother, the whole nother ball of wax that I don't want to get into. But make a strength save at DC 14. Well, okay. I understand that part. But then it goes, make a strength check at DC 15. My strength is 16. Why are you giving me a DC? Because my logic is, if I make a strength check, I just got to roll under that stat. Okay? So I roll under 16. I made it. And say with saves, only you're rolling over. But I, it just it just bothers the hell out of me. They have to add this. I don't like layers of difficulty laid onto games. That's the whole thing. And to me, or unnecessarily, to me that's an unnecessarily, not necessarily thing, extra step I have to do. Extra hoop I got to jump through. So, but, but like I said, there are now games that have, that's the way they work. And so I can't really fault it for that. And so... You know, you sort of live with it or you don't. Me, I don't. I just, I play my old school games. And if you're going to make a strength check, roll a strength check. Roll under your strength. And I can give you a plus. I can even give you minuses on that. And that's that's the deal. That's the deal right there. So, anyway, I just sort of, that was about stats. It was sort of about stats. I, was, I sort of got off on a rant on that one. So, I think I'll just I'll just leave you with that today. How about that? Uh, I got to go start my day anyway. So if you want to talk to me about this or argue about it or whatever, um, oldmangrogner at gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail in Anchor. We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents of other YouTube can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognard's podcast, Young Grognard, and Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, and John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.